0: So number 357. What did you watch this week? My name is Mike.
1: My name is John.
0: I was going to make a, some sort of like a sledgehammer reference with a 357, blah, blah, mm. blah. I, realized, I was, oh, I was I wondering about a, that. I think he had a 40 cal or a 44 magnum type of thing.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: You know, dirty, dirty, uh, dirty Larry, dirty Harry it's style. A, it's a 357 magnum. Most powerful handgun known to man.
1: No, that's not true at all. Might be one of the more common ones, but...
0: Yeah, this is the show.
1: So, do I sound faster?
0: You sound faster? Yes. No, why?
1: Okay. Today, I upgraded to fiber optic internet. Oh, yeah? Yep. Got rid of Spectrum Cable. They were not happy about that. Tried to convince me to stay. I was like, "Yeah." Um, She's like, "Well, what speeds are you getting?" I said, "I've got the two gig package." She goes, "Well, what are you doing in your house that needs two gigs?" I said, "Everything." Like she copped an attitude with me. I'm like, "No, this is not good salesmanship." Fidium. 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 F-I-D-I-U-M. Fidium fiber. Yeah, essentially my 300 gigabit per second spectrum speed was costing me 80 bucks a month. After the yeah. promo period, my Fidium will be 95 bucks a month, so 15 extra bucks a month, and I get two gigs. Now, here's the key. Now, now no device can do two gigs by itself, so people might say, well, why? Because if you have multiple systems going at the same time, TVs, phones, computers, etc., yeah. I, I want to have the bandwidth. But here's the kicker. So my spectrum was 300 megabits per second download. The upload capped out at about 10 megabits per second. Yeah. Cidium, where it's fiber optic, it's simultaneous concurrent streaming. So if I'm getting 500 down, then I'm also getting 500 up, not 10 up, which is a huge difference. And that's what I told the girl. I said, I'm getting 10 gigs upload speed through you. I'm getting two gigs upload speed maximum through Fidium. You can't, you can't match that. And she's like, no, we really can't. We're trying to, we've got a few markets out there where we're trying, but yeah, we can't match that. And I was like, yeah. And you know, it's nothing personal, but I'm going to pay the extra 15 bucks a month to, I, if I wanted to, I could pay the same amount and have one gig up and down.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: up and down so that's pretty wild yeah so when i upload the podcast or stuff like that it's not going to take me five ten minutes it'll be instant Hmm. and i like that so yeah it's a cleaner connection everything feels better uh not getting any kind of lag and uh it's it's since it's fiber optic it's not subject to The, uh, you know, neighbors running it, you know, cable could be that way. DSL was always that way, but cable, you know, oh, sorry, a lot of people were on. This is prime time. That doesn't happen with fiber. So.
0: Well, it's not available in my area. Uh,
1: Yeah, I checked my mom's house. It wasn't available there either.
0: Well, I remember when you couldn't get cable modem at your mom's house and. Was it 50 yards up the road? They had it, but because Mm -hmm. the town line was from Gardner to West Gardner, all of a sudden, oh, no, it's impossible to run that cord another 50 (laughs) feet.
1: (laughs) When I ordered this, you'll appreciate this. When I ordered this fidium, I talked to an operator because I was trying to do email and nobody was responding to me. So I talked to this woman, charming woman. Uh, She lives in Bangor, and she told me that she lives – I think she said like seven minutes away from Bangor, but the area that she lives in has no internet. She said she can't get dial-up. She can't get DSL. She can't get cable. She can't get fiber optic. So she has no internet at her house. And I said, how do you do it? How do you survive? And she said, I read. Uh, If I want to send somebody uh, a letter, I write a letter. I pay my bills with checks. When I come to the office, I can get on the computer. I'm the only person working in the office because everybody else works from home, but I have no Internet, so I can't work from home. It's like it's kind of peaceful, but it's also lonely. Uh, But me and my husband, you know, we do have cell phones. We've got cell phone service, so we can text if we want to. But for the most part, no, I'll call somebody if I want to talk to them, and otherwise I'll send them a letter. I was like, wow, Mike would get along with her.
0: I don't know about that. I like my internet, my tickets that way. <laughs> mm. I stream on my TV. Mm. Where does she live? Seven minutes
1: outside of Bangor. I didn't want to get much more personal than that.
0: How is she in such a black hole? Holy cow.
1: I don't know. In this day and age. I mean, I know yeah. like like big chunks of Washington County don't have yeah. internet. Uh, there's places in Waldo County that don't have internet, like internet blackouts. But that just seemed weird, right outside of Bangor.
0: That's wild. Yeah. That is wild. So So it's funny because you go on the Fidium Fiber Facebook page and like today or June see 2nd. Say that three times post. fast. Fidium Fiber Facebook, Fidium Fiber Facebook, Fidium Fiber Facebook. Anyways. Nicely done. Thank you. And so it says, uh, the wait is over for Fiber internet that offers the speeds you need. Keep checking back to see if you're at to our growing <laughs> list. Aurora, Illinois, Arthur, Illinois, Falmouth, Maine, Portland, Maine, Westbrook, <laughs> Maine, Millbury, <laughs> Vermont. It's a weird expansion, but okay.
1: So <laughs> to build on that, the, the woman that I was talking to said that she's been with this company for 25 years. And I was like fiber optics she said no i was here when it was atlantic bell and then we were um oh god what was that one it was the telephone then they were verizon new um, england
0: new england telephone
1: it might have been new england then they were fairpoint then they were verizon yeah,
0: yeah. and now they're, now they're fidium yeah but well, no then they were consolidated and not mm. fidium
1: yeah so she's been there oh, for no, 25 consolidated years
0: is still around yeah
1: She said the most junior person in that office has been with the company for 15 years. (laughs) Like working there, then I I, they must. It must be the greatest job in the world.
0: It's hilarious to me that she sells Internet, but doesn't have Internet. Right. It's not
1: lost on her either. She said she understands that completely. (sighs) So. That being said.
0: Well, I'll be on the lookout to see if it comes to my area to see if it's something I want to make the transition to or not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised. I had seen some of their vehicles around and I looked it up and they were like, yeah, it's available for you. And I messaged the landlord. I'm like, look, if, uh, if I get this installed, are you going to have a problem? Because honestly, it just ups your resale value. If, if it's wired in, that's the other thing is normally they have a $200 setup fee, but right now they're waiving all setup fees. So I didn't have to pay that. Um, which was a big selling point for me too. You know, 200 bucks is 200 bucks. But I told him, I'm like, you know, this is going to make it so that your building is now wired for fiber optic and you can put that as a selling point to future tenants. He's like, no, that's great. Do it.
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, I guess with your new speedy internet, we should get going then. Yeah. And speed along on the show. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, what would you watch this week?
0: I watched uh, How I Met Your Father. Uh, have we met the father It was yet? okay. Yeah, well, cause, so he walked in. No, we have not met Haley or Hillary Duff's husband, her, father, mm-hmm. her kid's father. But she met her dad, Coulson.
1: And, and, and they're certain that it's him? Because I know that you said yes, there was yes, like a... He's,
0: yeah no he's certain it's him
1: okay
0: so they had like a bonding moment and then they did some stuff together and then he, he lied because he didn't want to make it awkward because he didn't want to do pop-up hot dog shops all over the place he just wanted to work his hot dog shop in Staten island and yada 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 so they they worked it out in the end and it wasn't really a huge thing
1: i, I feel like we missed a step there like she met her father finally knows who her father is then we jumped to hot dog stands
0: well he runs a hot dog shop okay and so he lives on staten island and so like her friend who owns a bar mm-hmm. she got him to do like a pop-up shop inside the bar and they did a killing he did an amazing job gotcha. but she's like, oh this can be our thing we can do pop-up shops all over the place and he's just like ah i don't uh, want to do want to work in my shop on staten island that's that's what i'm happy doing gotcha okay so that
1: makes um, more sense.
0: It's a decent show. It doesn't knock my socks off or anything. It just is what it is. Okay. Um, I forgot to watch American Born Chinese. As did I. I'll get back to it at some point. The, the I know week, all the episodes are available.
1: The week definitely got away from me because yeah. of transitioning out of an old job and into a new one.
0: Yeah, that'll do it. We, uh, we watched some main cabin masters. We're on season seven. Mm. We enjoyed the show. Nice. Um, some good transitions this year. My buddy, Jason Worthing, his father um, has a camp that's on season seven. So that was kind of neat. Um, and, you know, and a lot of their camps are all in our area that we live in. So that's, that's always kind of interesting is the fact that, you know, they work a lot in our area that we've resided. In, so that's fun. Mm. Yep uh deadliest catch is pretty great go ahead
1: sorry before you get to deadliest catch i wanted to say that um i saw my mom the other day for her birthday and uh we were talking and uh talking about tv shows and stuff and i said boy what are your thoughts on this season of oak island she's like it's not it's not back and i was like it is and she's like "Mm." So I looked it up on IMDb and I was like, yeah, the most recent episode was just a couple weeks ago. And before that, I said, it looks like this season started in November. And she's like, oh, we've got a new season. I said, OK, well, I'll be interested to hear your take on it, because I said, you know, Mike and Kate love the show and they really we went to Oak season. Island. Yeah, they they she, yeah. she's known about the trip. And I was like, they hate this season. Like, they're just hating it. She's like, why? And I said, honestly, It just it seems like they're not finding anything. It's become commercialized. It's you know, it's dragging. They're not doing anything. She's like, yeah, but that's kind of the whole thing. I said, well, watch the season. Let me know what you think. So once she does let me know, I'll come back to you. Okay, I'll be
0: interested because, again, we love the show. We like mm -hmm. people on the show. And yeah. we actually went like we made the point of traveling to Oak Island and bought tickets to do the tour, like bought tickets in February to tour in August type of thing or October, or September, whatever it was. We went Yeah. and and to tour the island so we can see what we've been watching on TV in person. Like that's how much we like the show. Um, that's extreme fandom right there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what
0: that is and this show, this season has just been so unfulfilling. The season was just so unfulfilling and mm. it's like, they didn't really accomplish anything and they dragged everything out and they showed us things that were like, it's like they wanted to hit 25 episodes, probably for some sort of um, syndication issues or, mm. or, 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 sponsorship, or monetary deal. sponsorship deals or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, But like, we even skipped like five episodes and just read the synopses. And, and when we watched like the episode, we finally watched to catch back up. They literally recapped everything we missed. <laughs> so it's like, cause so you feel like thing. you didn't like, miss anything. Yeah. It's like the, it, the show's 40 minutes. There's 20 minutes of commercials, right? Wow. So the show is oh, only yeah. 40 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of 44 you know what i mean but still it's 20 minutes of commercials on it and even then there's probably a good 10 minutes of recap in each episode spread throughout <laughs> the episode where the recapping not only what happened in previous episodes or previous seasons to remind you and tie you in with what we're seeing now but what may have even happened that previous that same episode would happen earlier in the episode they're already recapping at the end of the episode what happened earlier so you know, a good ten plus minutes is recapping stuff, and then even the new stuff we're getting is just so. Bleh.
1: Mm, that's too bad.
0: Yeah. Deadliest Catch, on the other hand, is a great show. They do a yeah. great job keeping the excitement through each episode and bringing the drama and and everything that's going on with the season out there. you know, when they taped, filmed, and everything, and yeah. Yeah, we do enjoy that. Uh, That's good. We started. Yeah, we started watching the new season of Queer Eye on Netflix. I think it's season seven. We've watched two of the episodes so far. We need to watch some more. Um, the first episode was interesting because it wasn't one person that was getting a makeover. They were doing a makeover of of a sorority of a um. Fraternity house. So like they redid the downstairs and Krama worked with six different uh, six to eight guys and like getting into their inner self and 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 you know talking to each other and yada yada and what they want to do with the fraternity going forward and bringing in alumni and raising money and this and that and you know and they got makeovers and just on and on and on and, on and it was it was really good it was very well done and then the mm-hmm. second episode. Um, was pretty awesome it featured a um uh, uh, a gay woman who lives with her partner and her father and she had a negative experience a few years ago that completely uh crushed her Mm. uh, emotionally and made her feel bad about herself and who she was and kind of made her turn in her word and and that was that was bad that was bad just to see how someone's you know ignorant words can affect someone in such a negative way no doubt Um, yeah um so um but yeah it was good so we i don't know i enjoy the hell out of the show we like the people that are on it they make us laugh um yeah it's good stuff it's funny.
1: <laughs> it's funny to hear you say we like the people on the show. They make us laugh after saying that this woman was emotionally crippled by things that people oh, said and
0: like, yes, but they, they were bringing her up and, you know, just their interactions yeah. with everyone. Yeah. So, but when I say the people, I mean like the, 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 the cast, I don't know how else to say the queer eye guys, but the cast mm-hmm. that are in each episode that are doing the, uh, the life makeover and whatnot for the uh, yeah. person or persons that are featured. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's see. Did you guys watch any doctor who
1: didn't watch any doctor who um, honestly, we forgot about the most recent episode of silo. But then again, when episode five hit, we, uh, we watched it and we were like, Ooh, this kind of took a bad turn. Like it, almost became kind of ridiculous. Oh Um, yeah. Like Julia said at first, but I agreed with her. She was like, this show was so good. Like it was so compelling and dramatic. And now it feels almost like they're jumping the shark. You know, they're just getting a little ridiculous. So, um, yeah. But so we didn't watch that. We finished season two of the great. Yep uh very entertaining it it was very well done honestly the last couple of episodes really again it's comical and dramatic and dark but light at the same time it's it's a weird combination uh really really enjoyed it though and the third season is here now they left us on a big cliffhanger at the end of the second season so uh we're gonna check out the third season after we kind of decompress uh but our big one was that we binged the the whole rest of uh, season two of euphoria. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. That show. It's a dark show. Uh, I like a lot of aspects of it, but also there were a number of times that I actually found myself looking over at Julia and saying, I'm getting very angry at these characters right now, like about midway through this season. I was like, none of these people are good people. They're all pieces of shit. Like there's, there's maybe one or two good people in the entire show, but for the most part, there are no real good people. Like the main characters, they're all awful. And Watching them do some of the things that they do, you know, a, a father getting fucking shit face drunk and driving down the road in his Jeep, weaving in and out of traffic, throwing bottles of alcohol, uh, driving the wrong way down a, a street. Like it, it made me angry to watch, uh, one of the characters who's an addict, um, like flipped out on family members and i mean they they did a good job of not just sensationalizing it but it felt very real and it felt very dark like watching her they live in one of those houses that has like the prefab doors and stuff watching her kick a hole in it and then kick the whole door in screaming at her mother and her sister and calling them every name in the book and uh Then the rest of the episode was watching her run away from them, run away from the police and manage to get away every time. And it was making me angry because I really wanted her to get caught and I really wanted her to have to face what was happening, you know, face up to what she had been doing. Um, But overall, the show is super compelling, like it's really it's well done in that. Like, like I said, I got sucked in. Like you really literally fall into this and you're, you're concerned for some of the characters. You're you one minute. You're like, Oh my God, I hope they're okay. And then the next minute you're like, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. So it's, uh, it's really well done, but because of the writer's striking everything, apparently the next season won't be out until 2025.
0: So. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, The only other show, I have one other show to talk about, and then Ted Lasso, season finale.
1: I have no other shows to talk about, I don't think.
0: So I managed to binge the first two seasons of Barry. Oh, fucking Barry. Have you watched that yet? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you caught up, or...
1: I am not caught up. I I've seen the first two seasons. Uh, I think we were like halfway through the third season.
0: Okay. So there's, there's four seasons that are completely out now.
1: And the fourth season ended. And I believe that was the series ending and it's how they planned it okay. to go out. So,
0: so I decided to give it a shot. It's what I like about it is that there's only eight episodes in the season <laughs> and they're only like 25 ish minutes long. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Um, it's not um, threatening, if you will. Uh, Bill Hader is outstanding as Barry, the hitman turned actor.
1: <laughs> but shitty actor. Um,
0: yeah, there's so many great characters on the show. Uh, but I absolutely fucking hate and despise Sally mm. Reed. Okay, his girlfriend continue oh my god she is so like all right when we first meet her i like her she seems like a sweetheart she's encouraging barry to like act and this and that because he shows up at this you know the, the, the thing looking for a guy that he's supposed to kill but mm-hmm. he ends up going to this actor's workshop thing they encourage him to like you know to come back and keep acting and follow your dream and on and on and on and that's kind of he, he finds a passion that he didn't know he had And she's like really supportive and kind of really sweet and nice um, until her self-absorbed, narcissistic, petty, jealous self comes out. And I just with each passing episode, I hate her more and more and more. And I really just I I hope she gets murdered at some point. I do. She's got it coming. She deserves it.
1: funny i i get what you're saying and it's in the context of a show about a professional killer but yeah but to think about you saying you know oh this person's so narcissistic and full of herself and she's such an asshole i hope she gets murdered she's got it coming
0: yep <laughs> she does yep <clears throat> um but yeah I, I enjoy the show like i said i've watched the first two episodes um the, the Chechen Mafia people are great, especially Noho Hank. Um just everything that kind of goes along with all the mix ups that happen and how the things happen or whatever and and and, and Henry Winkler's pretty great in it. Mm-hmm. Um well. for Stephen Root as uh as um
1: his handler uh, basically oops.
0: yeah his yeah. handler <laughs> who like that See, episode eight of season two when Barry goes looking for him and just just not like John Wick style kills everyone because there's no really like hand-to-hand fighting he just shoots everyone uh-huh and and is just so just focused on wanting to kill Fuchs who, he, who gets away but mm-hmm. he just wrecks everyone it is <laughs> wild uh-huh. It is wild. But it's on HBO Max. Sorry, it's on Max. Um I'd give it a hard sell for a watch. I would. Absolutely. I don't want to ruin it for people. I, I think people just need mm-hmm. to go watch it.
1: It it's a phenomenal show. The characters, like you said, are great. Um Bill Hader is a genius. He he's great in everything, but watching him in this part of part of it's comedy. Part of it is drama, like, sometimes you feel for these people to the point where you're like, well...
0: absolutely, yeah.
1: And then sometimes it's just friggin' hilarious, and Mm -hmm. you just have no choice but to laugh at what's going on.
0: Um... And and there's moments of over-the-top violence. Oh, way (laughs) over-the-top, and I love them. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think you were right in in, uh, comparing it to John Wick in some cases. You know, it's just absolutely over-the-top. Um, yeah, I, I was talking to Aaron, the security guard, uh, one of these, one of my last days. And, uh, he kept asking me, he's like, have you, have you watched season four yet? Cause I finished it and I feel a certain way about it. And I need to know how you feel, but I don't want to tell you because I don't want to like sway your opinion. I'm like, okay. So I have to go and like, we loved it. I don't know why we stopped watching it, but yeah, I, I need to binge season three and season four. And, uh, then we'll reconnect about it.
0: <clears throat> um, I got a few non-threatening, like 90 minute, 85 minute movies and 80, 85 minute movies. So that kind of helps with like, Oh, I'll throw an episode of Barry on That'll mm. that type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So is that uh, it for shows for you other than Ted Lasso? Yeah.
0: Just, just Ted Lasso.
1: I also just have Ted Lasso and one movie.
0: Do we want to talk about Teddy at the end end or just talk about it now?
1: Um, let's talk about Teddy at the end end because. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that he deserves that.
0: So what is your uh, one movie? So my
1: one movie, we had a plan and then the plan fell apart, but it was still a good plan. So we were going to go to um, the drive in and see across the Spider-Verse part one.
0: And oh, I, I heard I heard a lot of good from Paul about it.
1: I bet um, I we ended up not going. Um, part of that was due to just being exhausted. Part of it was due to the rain. Um, no desire to sit in the rain and watch that. Oh, God, and no. and not And drive and actually put up a thing that said if your vehicle has headlights that automatically come on when you turn on the wipers, put a cover over them or something. So yeah. I, the the thought of sitting up there with people who had their lights on because they got their I was like no I don't even want to f- yep. friggin deal with that. Yep. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so we changed our mind, decided not to do that. But uh, in preparation of that, we sat down and watched Into the Spider Verse. Oh, okay, great flick. Uh, to this great day, flick. it's it's one of my favorite movies. Like it's just so friggin good. It's, it's I love it's it.
0: Very well done.
1: The animation, the characters, everything is just so friggin' good on this. Um, I remember I was talking to somebody and uh, I remember that the first time I saw that in theaters, I thought I had gone into the 3D showing because there's certain parts of the movie where everything's kind of a little blurry. And uh, so I was like, geez, did I go into the wrong version? This is uncomfortable. And uh, no, it wasn't that. It was just that. That's how they did the animation they let the animators kind of run wild and do what they wanted um, everything from miles internal dialogue coming out and he's like, are those my thoughts? Why are my thoughts so loud? Uh, <laughs> it, it had humor it had heart it was just it was such a friggin good movie uh, I, I it's one of those movies that I will always recommend to somebody I I will always even if you're not a superhero fan, even if you're not an animated fan, you will find something to love in that movie. It's, it's just a
0: very well done movie.
1: It is. It was phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah, that was a pleasure to watch, even if we didn't end up going to see the uh, sequel.
0: I'm very excited to watch the, uh, the sequel. So you yeah. did not watch it? No, I have not gone to see that yet. No, I uh, stayed home. I did watch a few movies. I watched. Uh, oh, I watched one. Newer movie on, on, um, oh, there's our trash guy at quarter seven at night. Holy cow! Ooh. Uh, I know I watched, um, something called Blood and Gold. Okay, it's a German movie, um, <laughs> directed by uh, was it uh, Peter, some guy that they made a big deal out of the fact that he directed it. And I'm like, I don't even know who that is. But anyways, um, Netflix kind of pushed it as being like a similar to like Quentin Tarantino or whatever, and um, it looked kind of neat. It's a uh, it's a German flick, so it's in German. It's uh, spring of 1945. Um, allies are in Nazi Germany near the end of the war. We have the SS led by this lieutenant colonel who is looking for this. Home in this town where this Jewish person lived who had hit a bunch of gold for, uh, because they're going to try to buy their way out of concentration camp before, or before, uh, to be sent there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a soldier who is a German soldier who has just had enough. And, um, there's some fighting and there's some killing. And, uh, um, oh, it was really fun. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm. Okay. It's on the Netflix, came on Netflix in April. And I just kind of found out about it and uh, it was really freaking good. Mm, yeah. Nice. So then I watched some uh, some classic horror movies. Oh yeah? Yeah. Uh, three I'd never seen before. One's called The Final Terror. And it's uh, follows a group of campers in Northern California wilderness who are forced to fight for their lives against a backwoods feral killer hunting them as prey. Um, yeah, it has a huge cast. Um, Daryl Hannah's in it; it's one of her first movies. Um, and Joe uh, Pantiliano. Yep. He's in it. It's one of his early movies. Came out in '83. It's a slasher flick. I don't. know I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Mm. Um. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is the director is Andrew Davis, and he directed like um, Above the Law, Under Siege, uh, <laughs> The Fugitive, you know Harrison mm. Ford and Tommy Lee Jones.
1: I think I've heard of that he movie. Did,
0: he, he did Chain Reaction. That one was with, uh, with uh, Morgan Freeman and Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um, collateral Damage with schwarzenegger so he's done he's done a lot of movies Mm. um so it was like i said it was good um i watched edge of the axe which was really fun um the computer technology in it is it's this is one of those like pieces where it was filmed in spain as well as in the united states and some of the actors speak in spanish but some speak in english but the ones that were spoken spanish were were english dubbed okay like just like pieces um it uh let's see if i can find a better synopsis for it because that's just telling us the whole movie's about an axe murderer terrorizes a small northern California mountain community while two young computer-obsessed adults attempt to solve the killings alright so dude, they're computer-obsessed which is big but this also came out in 1988 filmed in 87 so they're using some Apple IIe and some of the computer stuff they were doing was just so like laughable are we we
1: talking hackers?
0: No, not that bad. Not that bad, but just still, just like, yeah, it was a bit, a bit much, really, <laughs> on that side of things. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a pretty decent flick. Uh, it's on, it's on the Prime, so you can go watch it on the Prime. Uh, the final season is on Shutter. If you go want to watch that on the Shutter, or if you have AMC Plus, it's on there. Okay. Um, I watched The Intruder. This movie is hyped as starring, uh. Like uh it's a Scott Spiegel film. Okay. Okay. And it was re-released not too long ago, and they hype Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi as starring in it. Oh. Bruce Campbell has a cameo at the end. Oh. Uh, yeah, and and Sam Raimi and Ted Raimi are in it. And Sam Raimi's in it. Not a lot, just kind of mixed here and there throughout, but at least you can say he's in the movie. Whereas, again, Bruce Campbell has like a cameo role as a police officer at the end that doesn't last very long and only has a couple lines.
1: Ah, uh, Did you know that going in or did you just go in blind?
0: I, I did know that going in. OK. Um, but, you know, Scott Spiegel, the longtime business partner and partners and friends with, with Sam Raimi, you know, he wrote and directed the film. And it's really freaking good. Like, I really liked it a lot. Hmm. Yeah, it takes place essentially at it's at a grocery store where staff is staying overnight to mark down prices on things because they're going out of business. And there's a killer. Or an intruder in the grocery store killing people. Um, Simple plot. I really enjoyed it. I thought that was fantastic. Hmm.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, and then the only other movie I watched, well, not the only other movie, but the other movie I watched is uh, recently found out that on ESPN Plus, they have a two-part, three-hour American Gladiators documentary.
1: I remember you sent me the link about that.
0: And Kate and I watched it. And? So the first half or part one is definitely about the creation and formation of the American Gladiators. They talk to a couple of the gladiators. They bring up the point that a lot of the gladiators wouldn't talk to them, and that's because of someone who was involved with it. And, um, you know, we hear about, you know, the crappy pay and the injuries and just everything that went along involved with it. And I thought it was fantastic because I, I'm a big fan of that uh, original American Gladiators show. And then the second part is more about the creator of American Gladiators, okay, and his less than scrupulous business activities with a partner he kind of forced out, and all kinds of other drama and stuff like that. And so the second part is really more, and, and the second part is a lot a different feel to it. Um, so you could watch, you don't have to watch them back to back. You can watch one, wait a little bit, watch the second one. Okay. Um, It makes more sense if you watch the first one than the second one. But, uh, yeah, we we really enjoyed the hell out of it. We thought they were great. Nice. If you like the original series, you'll like this. And then also I found out that Netflix has an American Gladiator (laughs) documentary series that's coming out at the end of June. And um, I'm interested in watching that.
1: Are you more excited about that one, having seen this one? Well.
0: A little bit, yes, because I feel like there's going to be more of the original Gladiators involved in this other concept, this other one, because Mm -hmm. there was someone that was in this documentary that was heavily featured that those Gladiators wanted nothing to do with. Oh. Yeah. So. But, yeah, no, it was very well done. Um, Entertaining. Well put together, really polished, really really nice looking. Um, quite a bit of humor in the second one, so I would give it a hard sell.
1: Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you sent me those links, and I was like, oh, one of those is out now.
0: Yeah, yeah, <coughs> it's kind of shocking. So. Um. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, the only other thing I have is. Movies and trailers and then Ted Lasso. So.
1: News and trailers. I scrolled back to where I think. Would be Tuesday, May 30th. Started off with you sending me the trailer for Hidden Strike. Jackie Chan and John Cena.
0: Yeah, so that was a choice of a movie that was made, I guess. I don't know. Um
1: I, I don't know which one of them I would say, oh, well, they'll just do anything now, won't they? Because I feel like both of them are, are good actors. Seems weird saying that about John Cena, but uh, both of them are good actors. Yeah. Um, yep. But, yeah, this is just th- – this seems like a shiny box straight to DVD
0: it really does. Instead of like the new Jackie Chan buddy movie. Cause you know, we had the successes with Chris rock, Chris rock, Chris Tucker and uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah. So
1: yeah, it but. just, it seemed a little odd for both of yeah. them. Honestly. Yeah, it did. It did. But like John Cena I'll is not at a point, point. Yeah. He's not at a point right now where he's like, Oh God, I need any work that I can take
0: no if, no like he he had to have done this because he was excited to work with Jackie Chan exactly and I feel like Jackie
1: Chan's the same way like he doesn't have to do anything he gets to choose what he does yeah. and in this yeah, case Jackie
0: Chan's not hurting for money yeah, he definitely it, makes movies because he's passionate about it not because oh if I don't then I can't pay the bills right um, oops oh let's see what else what's next
1: Nah, the Evil Dead Rise director's commentary
0: is only available. Yeah, allegedly it's only going to be available. So I'm just going to wait for that to come out on home video and then look at it in hand at a store somewhere. And if really the director's commentary is only on the UK release, I'll probably buy that.
1: I was going to say, there's nothing wrong with you buying the UK release, right?
0: Well, except I don't have a region-free player.
1: Oh. Yeah, that'll make a difference.
0: So, but that is actually like, I do want, I've had the same Blu-ray player now for 11 years and, uh, you know, it's probably time to get a new one. Mm. I mean, it works just fine, but, uh, remember, remember the
1: the war between HD DVD and Blu-ray? Oh my God. Yes. Microsoft was HD DVD and Sony yeah. was Blu-ray
0: and yep. Guess who won? <laughs> yeah. And then 4k came out, but they didn't, it's like that you can, I don't know if you can buy a standalone 4k movie, but it's usually like a 4k DVD, uh, 4k Blu-ray combo.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause not a, 4k not is region free.
0: Ah, 4k is region
1: free. Interesting. I didn't know that.
0: Yes. So that's what I've been looking Like I want to buy a region free player. But like if I'm buying a new one, I might as well buy a 4K region free player in case I buy a 4K TV someday. Mm-hmm. But like a 4K region free player is like four or five hundred bucks. Whew. Yeah. That I have no interest in spending that much money on.
1: That's like one overtime shift for you though.
0: Doesn't matter. <laughs> the principle of it.
1: Principles with principles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Region-free 4K Blu-ray player. And when you look that up, you get a lot of like, oh, region-free 4K upscaling Blu-ray player. Mm. Yeah, that's not a 4K player. It's an upscaling, so it won't play a 4K disc. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um. yeah but anyhow so yeah so just trying to find a uh a region free 4k blue a 4k player is is a little difficult sometimes because they're yeah ultra eight ultra h d is what it's called correct
1: uh yes uhd
0: yeah yeah like this one here is four hundred dollars. This one's here is on sale for three hundred dollars. So I guess it's not as bad, but still, it's not, not money I want to spend. Mm-hmm. That and I really I want, and maybe maybe they make them, maybe they don't, but I really want a a Blu-ray player or whatever player that you feed a disc into, like you do your CD player in your vehicle.
1: Mm.
0: Because the tray that comes out, then you have to try to set it in the tray the correct way, like. <clears throat> the drink holder mess that up and scratch the crap out of the bottom of those discs, trying to set it on that train, then sliding it around to get it to hit the little, little ridges. So it's the the drink holder, Mike. Yep. Yep. All right. What else we got? Uh, I'm going
1: to skip over the stuff about the putt putt syndrome. Yeah. It's a very uh, obscure reference, but uh, John Carpenter kind of let it be known that it's quite possible that we'll be getting a sequel to The Thing.
0: Uh, yeah, which is really cool. Um, he said, I've been sworn to secrecy, okay, because there may be, I don't know if there will be, but there may be a thing, too. So... What where would you go? Do you do you pick up right where the last one left off? Do you move ahead several years in the future? Um, are we seeing the Mary Elizabeth Weinstead story? Is that her name? Yeah. Because at the end of the thing, the night 2011, like she went off towards the uh Romanian base, mm-hmm. a Russian base, one or the other. And um the other guys took off in the helicopter chasing down the dog, which is how the John Carpenter's the thing starts out. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what happened to her character, and then we don't know what happened to the Kurt Russell Keith David characters. We don't mm-hmm. know if Keith David was infected by by a thing or whatever. And um, so yeah, I'm I'm really curious where this storyline is going to go. What's your thought?
1: Uh, well, for starters, like you said in your note, I want to see it with practical effects.
0: Mm. I,
1: I, I understand that we have a lot of, um, we have a lot of technology now for great special effects and there are probably some really good things that could be done with this, but I would like to see it old school practical effects the way Carpenter does well.
0: So that's the gripe about the 2011 version is it's too much CGI. Yeah. And what had happened was is when they originally did it, they did it with practical effects, and then they did some test screenings, and the audiences hated it, or or maybe the movie got taken. An executive made the decision to reshoot and do every all the CGI on it, um, and get away from the practical effects, and people kind of had were irate about it you can go on YouTube to the effects company who made all the effects back then in 2011 or prior to that, that is to their website mm-hmm. and they have videos that are our website, their YouTube page. And there's videos demonstrating or showing footage from the practical effects for the 2011 thing. And they look fantastic.
1: Mm. So, um,
0: yeah.
1: As far as the story goes, I, I, there are two things that I do not want. One, I don't want a reboot. I, I don't want them to reboot the story, you know, or say, we're going to do the same thing, but with updated actors and actresses, I don't want that. Um, and number two is I don't want it to take place in a completely different universe. You know, like you said, I like the tie in between the second, you know, the two different movies, the 2011, the prequel. The original. Yeah. Yeah. Um seeing the dog being chased by the helicopters. Um, uh, you know, great. I love that. Keep it all tied in. Um, so yes, we could split off and see Mary Elizabeth's story, you know, see what yeah. happens there. Uh I wouldn't mind seeing even if they fast forwarded a bit. And we got to see, you know, what became of Keith David, Kurt Russell, you know, uh, either through news clippings or both of them are still alive, correct?
0: Yes, they are.
1: Yeah. So maybe we see them as uh, they see they would do that, though. They've got that technology to de-age people. So I could see them doing that and, you know, saying that that was the thing's influence. Uh, I don't know if I like that
0: yeah because it's like they could go to kurt russell and do the whole storyline of like uh, um you know uh, oh you've got to go back because you're the only one that knows where something is and blah 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 yeah and so they got you know but again he 40 years ago so mm-hmm. yeah i'm interested i'm, I'm curious I'll, i want to see what they do
1: two of them I would rather see <sighs> mm. uh, I don't know it's a tough call I, I think I would, probably, I, I would probably I would probably want to see that
0: yeah yep Kurt Russell oh hey Jonathan Frakes is going to be at the Bangor Comic-Con in, uh, yeah Bangor Comic-Con and Toy Convention which is October 13th and 15th 2003 up in Bangor Maine
1: mm-hmm very interesting.
0: Uh, I sent you a trailer for this Ben Affleck movie that escaped, <laughs> called Hypnotic. Uh huh. And I've not heard a lot of great stuff about it, but the fact that it had a theatrical release and is now getting is now available for home viewing on Vudu, which I don't know how much it is—probably twenty bucks or whatever. Um, like it stars Ben Affleck. Robert Rodriguez directed this movie, and it just. <laughs> We heard nothing about it somehow. No, not
1: a damn thing.
0: It's not like it's a it, this should be, for all intents and purposes, a convoluted Hollywood blockbuster, but I don't know. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah. I'll watch it at some point, but it's just kind of shocking. I, I'm I'm not gonna pay for it, but yes. No, will, no, no. I will
1: watch it at some point
0: yes it was very surprising though because
1: uh the reason that i said to you that it was on voodoo was because not because i read it in the article but i went to uh watch into the spider verse and i have that through my voodoo account and i was on there and right on the front page it was like hypnotic and i'm like mike just sent me a thing on that (laughs) yeah
0: and the trailer doesn't look bad it looks like maybe a combination of um Oh, what's that Christopher Nolan one where they go into dreams? Inception. Yeah, it looks like it's got some Inception vibes to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I sent you the trailer to God is a Bullet.
1: You sure did.
0: Yeah. That Them's the rules.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you were um, obeying the rules a lot this week.
0: What? <laughs> um... Yeah, it's a uh, what Nicholas Costa whatever Walt wall do uh Jamie Fox, January Jones, Andrew Dice Clay.
1: <laughs> it, yeah. See see at that point you lost me. When it's oh, like, yeah. "Oh, Jamie Fox and January Jones, okay, you know that that might be. Oh, did you just yeah. say Andrew Dice Clay?"
0: Yes. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if the film follows Detective Bob Hightower who finds his ex-wife murdered and his daughter kidnapped by an insidious cult. Hightower takes matters into his own hands and infiltrates a sci- the secret of cult to try to save his daughter. With the help of the cult's only female victim escapee, Hightower and Hardin go down the rabbit hole with the ferryman to save his daughter and find closure for Hardin from the cult. This they- maniacal leader, Cyrus.
1: Mm, Cyrus the virus
0: that's what I think yeah they, so that that's they don't mention that, that out, you know
1: man. they they don't mention that the main character you know after he finds his wife killed that he has a particular set of skills
0: <laughs> you wouldn't like my set of skills <laughs> And then the last trailer I think I sent you was the 30 for 30 documentary on American Gladiators. Uh, It lives inside.
1: Yeah. It sure does live inside, doesn't
0: it? What'd you think of that one?
1: I I think it lives inside.
0: I really got to say about uh, Sam that. is an Indian American high school student <laughs> who rejects her Indian heritage like everyone else. When a demonic spirit known as the Pashash latches on to her former best friend, she has to come to terms with the heritage to defeat it.
1: Yeah. Uh, it kind of... Even just the description kind of gave me Jennifer's body vibes. Yes. Um, but yep. yeah, I... I don't know. I... I get to give him applause for doing a classic horror kind of thing. You know, Yep. ancient demon takes over somebody. You gotta try to stop him with your own ancient ways. That's great. You don't see a lot in, uh, in quote unquote horror these days that has any kind of plot like that. So kudos for that. But, yeah,
0: yep. I feel the same. And then you sent some news about Hocus Pocus 3.
1: Um, yeah, Hocus Pocus 3 is in the works. And uh, I forgot to send this part to you, but I sent it to Julia, which was one word. Why?
0: Yeah, because they killed the sisters at the end of part two. They, they killed them
1: at the end of part one.
0: Yeah, but they really killed them at the end of part two. <laughs> like the spell was broken. The cat died. I mean,
1: yeah, well. I, I don't know why they're doing this. Like the second one didn't need to be made.
0: It wasn't. Yeah, we had a movie night with some family friends, and and, and it was okay. It was, you know what I mean. It was a. It, it was, wasn't it was a bad.
1: Watch. But it right. definitely didn't. It didn't need to be made, and I don't know. I. Nope, it didn't. I I could have lived without seeing it.
0: Um yeah fair enough me too
1: and and a third one like you said you know there's no more sisters right uh, unless it's going to be the next generation and it'll have nothing to do with them or you know maybe they'll do that classic evil thing where they're um they're not even ghosts they're just like they're spirits there's yet i spirits Jedi. kind of like whisper in the ears of future generation i don't know I don't need to see it. I'm good.
0: Oh, uh, I guess we're on to Ted Lasso. Yeah. Last but not least.
1: Definitely not least. Um, so for those who don't want to hear it, you know, we will be, uh, we will be talking the season most likely series finale of Ted Lasso. Yep. So feel free to uh, bugger off now.
0: Yep. Talk to you next week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For those Absolutely. that want to listen. What'd
1: you, what'd you think?
0: Um, the beginning had me going, shit, did I miss something?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which has kind of been, um, we've mentioned that a couple of times this season. Yeah. There's been a few episodes like that.
0: But uh, Lasso is in... Uh, his boss's house and they basically you want to talk about it no I don't want to talk about it we got to talk about it sometime blah 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 and you assume they had the sex
1: that's what they're trying to make it look
0: like right yes. right the red herring but then yeah. beard shows up and his girlfriend and there was a gas leak. <sighs> okay yeah that was unsettling
1: beard's choice of underwear what I could have thong? gone my whole life it wasn't just a thong like that was a banana hammock and he had a right bunch in there. And I think I could oh, have maybe. gone the rest of my life without seeing that, but I don't know. I I loved when uh, the cleaning lady showed up and she was like, I'll start in the guest rooms. And then both Beard and Jane were like,
0: uh, no, 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 the no, guest no. Rooms. <laughs> yeah.
1: They may look like trash, but they're not trash. <laughs> like, what is he talking about?
0: Yeah, no, I, I I enjoyed it. I, uh, I'm sad the show's gone. I, I just, I, I kind of, hmm, I want to jump around so much.
1: So I will say that Nate didn't get nearly as much as I thought he would. Like, and maybe that's a good thing. It, he's basically now the assistant kick man. And, uh, I thought it was For now. Yeah, I thought it was funny um, when uh, they said the assistant kit man, he came up uh, uh, assistant to the kit man, which is a throwback to the office because Dwight was always saying he wasn't the assistant manager. He was the assistant to the regional manager. Yeah. Um, so it was very that was a nice little joke. Um, I loved the court. You know, Isaac sitting as the judge, his Outfit was phenomenal with the big wig and everything. Um, oh yeah. Sitting in judgment of people, the the fines that people hadn't paid was so good. Um, and it was again, this show does a lot of little things, like yeah. the fact that Jamie was fined five hundred pounds, and uh, Nate was walking around with the box, you know, for donations, which was the yeah. same kind of box that he had in season one. It might have been the same box. Yeah. and in season 1 Jamie wedged a piece of gum in there and now he put in his fine and then he added a little extra and he kind of winked and said you know shh yeah. don't say anything yeah like
0: Danny little. got fined for breaking Van Damme uh, Zorro's nose mhm uh they fined Nate 5000 pounds for missing all the practices in the whole season <laughs> which was
1: awesome and he's like yep that's yep. fair
0: um that was great the, uh, the last practice, I like it when he tells uh, Roy, all right, bring him in. That's it. And he's like, what's whistle." What's all? And uh, he's like, I don't make a big deal out of that. That was just the last practice. That's it. And Roy's like, I think you fucking get out of here with that. <laughs> and then we get the whole like uh, sound of music, a oh uh, long farewell of he to say goodbye, dance, song and dance number by all the players
1: when the music started playing i was up getting a drink and i went oh my god is this the sound of music and julia's like i don't know i'm not super familiar with that i watched it a lot i was like yes it is maybe and then as soon as they said you know so long i'm like oh god
0: it is farewell
1: and of of course (laughs) danny would play the little girl at
0: the end oh yeah lisa or yes oh my god Yep. But no, it was so well done. And then uh, afterwards,
1: I, when you know, when they did the whole thing and and Beard and Ted were like, that was great. And then they started cheering for themselves and the fans started cheering. And it was more like an American sports yes. event. Right. And where they're all like
0: <laughs> well, They all yes, they all get done. I was perfect, guys. And they're just like so happy for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I loved watching Roy singing to himself in the background at one point
1: mm-hmm. yes
0: and and then uh um i like trent trent's character came so oh. just full circle awesome this year
1: considering um, where he was in the beginning you know he was the yeah. smarmy slime mall reporter for the shitty independent yeah and now we've got this version of him
0: yep new <laughs> Trent. Da, 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 da. I like you better than old Trent. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. No, it's such a great show. Just such an amazing show all around. Just like just, ah, just so good. Just so good.
1: Um so Jamie invites Keeley on a photo shoot. Nike wants to do a photo shoot with him, and he said that he wanted to bring you know an agent along and asked her yeah. and she's like she's like no i'm, I'm all set with that and he's like really she's like no i'm I, yeah i'll fucking do that with you that's great um roy sees that and invites jamie out for a beer
0: yeah
1: and this was <laughs> this was a great uh exchange between them because basically you know roy tells jamie he's like look i like you i respect you Keely and I We're have started friends. talking again, and uh, I don't want you to get hurt. So just, you know, back off. And Jamie says, is anything official? And he's like, well, no, but we have started the process. And he goes, oh, then <laughs> it was just so like drawn out because he like takes a sip off his bottle and he goes, no, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? No, he's like, yeah, if things aren't official with you guys, I'm not going to back off. Because I know in my heart that I want to be with her. <laughs> and Roy's like, are you fucking kidding me? And he's like, it's been a year since you guys were together. And he's like, it's been a month. Yeah. And and <laughs> the way Jamie looks at him and then goes, that video that got leaked, she made it for me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny.
1: Yeah. Well, Julia's like, why would he say that? I was like, because they're fighting. And he wanted because to say something guy- that would have yeah. hurt him
0: yeah Um, exactly and then I love the cut scene of the knocking on the door and they open and Keeley opens the door and they're both just all torn up shirts torn beat up whatever and they're just like what are you guys doing yeah we got in a fight over you over who you want to be with Mm -hmm. so you need to pick one of us and then the next scene is them walking out going we're (laughs) fucking idiots
1: yeah they're like well we we came to the agreement that you should decide so you get to pick she's like I get to pick and they're like yeah get the fuck out (laughs) And jumping around a bit, I'm glad that we never got an answer. You know, yeah. in the end, you don't know if she ended up with either one of them yep, or if she ended up with both of them because it's a brave new world. Um, but, yeah, like there's we're never given that because we don't need to. Yeah. Um,
0: um, Trent gives them a copy of his book, which he's titled The Lasso Way. <laughs> And he makes the comment of, I would love to get your opinions, gentlemen, but of course I'll ignore all of them.
1: Yes, it's already going to print. I can't print it until after the last game, so.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I'd love to get your opinions, but of course I'll ignore all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like Ted's only comment, like Beard just rips it apart. Well, Beard
1: starts off by sitting there, you know, Trent's watching him and he's saying things like
0: derivative
1: shallow pedantic and he's like okay i'm gonna leave now yep that's probably a good idea
0: (laughs) (laughs) um the last so the only ted's only comment is like you know i love it trent but you should change the title because it was never about me Mm. oh
1: i i will say right now and it'll come up later on but i i had watery eyes a number of times during this i never full on like but you know, yeah. I teared up a lot because there was, I a lo- wasn't,
0: I, oh. I wasn't hard crying or anything, but I definitely was just teary eyed. Yeah. When, a uh, emotional here and there,
1: when I went to see uh, my mom for a birthday the other day, her and my sister were talking about shows they watch and we were talking about shows we watch. And I was like, you know, I said it before, I will say it again. But you know, if I could make a hard sell for any one show, It's Ted Lasso. I said, Apple TV plus is great anyway. It's just, you know, for five, six bucks a month, you can't beat the deal. I said, but I said that show, we've watched so much of it. We always love it. It's always got a good message. It's just, it's one of the most wholesome, wonderful shows. Uh, So I'm hoping that they pick it up because I think that they would really, I think anybody would
0: really like it. Oh yeah. I think anyone, uh, yes, I think anyone really like it as well. I'm Um, very biased when it comes to the show. I'm a very big fan of the show mm -hmm. and I give it a very hard sell.
1: Yep. Um, Rebecca is told by Leslie that if she wanted to, she could sell 49% of the company. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and make a tiny bit of money, be able to buy, you know, better things for the stadium, better players, uh, but still retain complete control because she'd still have 51%. And she yeah. says, well, what if I sold the whole thing? And they're like, no, you can't do that. And she's like, just tell me, what would I get? You know what? it?" And yes. he, I, I had to ask Julie two, afterwards. Two I, billion. Yeah, I was like, he, he didn't use a B there, right? That, that yes. was billion. Right. And, and she does a full on spit take which was justified because $2 billion for that team. Holy shit.
0: Well, and then, you know, she pulls the card to Ted of like, well, if you go, I go, you should mm-hmm. stay. We can stay together because no one wants him to go, but they don't understand right. why he needs to go. Yeah. Um, see, for me, where I got emotional as well was the end. Which um, part of because, it? Well, the end where they're all watching richmond play that Mm. whole the whole the whole the whole game the whole final game of them watching richmond play uh where you see everyone at home watching you know the Mm -hmm. bars full. his ex-wife and son are watching and 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 dr dan there whatever his name is just doesn't get it and he's just being a dumbass which is annoying
1: now before you go on julia brought this up and i think it's a good point like dr dan was supposedly really great he was perfect you know he he does this does this why did they suddenly in the last episode have him take this complete left turn to be essentially a douchebag like he could have supported them and been like you know hey i don't get it but you know i i want to support you through this but he kept like making fun of it he's like yeah we're gonna sit here for three hours and it's gonna be a zero zero score or uh you know, when they made their first kick and they missed it and he goes, hey, at least something happened or then he's on his phone and couldn't care less. Like it felt like they changed his character to make us want to hate him more. Like we were already mad that those two had gotten together. But now it was like, let's give them a reason to really hate him so that they could justify Ted and Michelle getting back together. Which, again, you know, I don't really- know if they did.
0: Right. But it really kind of does feel that way.
1: Yeah. And it's it's not fair to his character. Yeah. We all hate the fact that he essentially took advantage of her. Uh, you should never date your patients. And uh, that none of that should have happened. But to, to change him from like Mr. Good, Mr. Supportive, Mr. Caring, Mr. Loving to yeah, I'm going to be a douchebag and sit here on my phone because I don't care about this thing. Right. That's yeah, just they did is very change,
0: wrong. They did change him to Mr. Douche McGee pretty, pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I wanted to bring that up when you when you mentioned him, but you were saying yeah, but that you're you know, right. I mean, no, it's, it's a
0: valid. Game. It's a valid pickup. For, yeah. You know, so because that is what they did with the character. Mm-hmm.
1: So you were enjoying everybody watching the game
0: yeah like the therapist who kind of left the team but she obviously comes back at the end you know she's watching the game uh everyone's watching the game from home everyone's kind of cheering on ted the bar i uh, want the bar yeah they all want them to succeed um and win and you you they do they win the game but it was just such it was so good and then the play at the end they get nate to come over and they use one of nate's ideas and mm-hmm. you know get him back in and Oh, earlier in the episode when Nate wants to apologize to Ted or say sorry or whatever and Ted's like oh no don't worry about it. like he always is and Nate was like no like and he, he had to say his piece to him like that was good and we didn't we saw the this Nate that ended was the best version of Nate we've seen in the in the in the four seasons of the show it he really seems happy he seems fulfilled you know when Roy's like wants to be a diamond dog and they all start barking and Nate's there like you can see he's like this is what I missed you know and Mm -hmm. that whole thing and and they invite Roy Kent to stay I mean uh uh, Trent to stay because he's part of the team now and yeah I just
1: uh, and when Nate you know they're like anybody got anything else and Nate's like I have a girlfriend she's perfect
0: that's it yep (sighs) yep So good. Yeah.
1: So, well um, done. now taking a bit of a turn here, they uh, Rupert's a dick and Rupert is oh. the villain throughout the whole thing. Wow. Um, they really doubled down on him getting his comeuppance. Like, we had seen the hint last time, uh, you know, with yeah. Bex and the associate assistant showing yeah. up at Rebecca's door, yeah. but they really like he's in hot water. Now charges have been brought against him. Him and Bex are broken up. Uh, they're talking about how, if he doesn't win this, then he will lose the team. And I just looked at Julian. I'm like, then he won't win. You know, that obviously Richmond is going to win it because they would not yeah. in a series finale, they would not allow the villain to,
0: you know, succeed. Not this show. least. No, 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 no. Um, do you feel like that gave away a little bit too much? Eh,
1: a little, but it was still, it was still amazing. It was still phenomenal to watch. Um, yeah, it, I was, I won't lie, I wanted him to get his comeuppance, and it looks like he did. Like. When he went down – oh, my God, dude. When he went down
0: <laughs> and
1: he told the he guy – He
0: mad because they're not taking out Jamie Tart. I'm like, what do they expect him to do? Like, <laughs> I literally wanted him to
1: say, sweep the leg.
0: Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was like, take him out. And he's like, I've already got two guys on him. He goes, no, take him out. He's like, I won't play that version of the game. I want yeah. him to be like, do you have a problem, Mr. Lawrence? <laughs> sweep the leg. Because <laughs> that's essentially that's what he was insane. doing
0: yeah yeah he pushes the coach down of course being ted lasso's his balls fall out Uh, (laughs) and i love when the ref
1: just casually says hey put it away oh sorry yeah
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) put him away um rupert leaves the field and they keep playing and west ham loses Mm -hmm. and so richmond wins but manchester won yeah manchester city won so that means they won the premier league
1: and Richmond came in second, which is still fucking amazing.
0: Yeah. They announced that Roy Kent's going to be the new head coach. Manager. I'm sorry, manager. Yeah. Um, Beard, when they're on the plane to leave, uh, Beard's <laughs> like, hey, so uh, I can't go with you. I need to stay here because I'm in love. And Ted's like, and it's like he's almost afraid that Ted was not going to approve or whatever. And Ted's just like, awesome, man. Go. Go for it.
1: Because we Who got that you? whole we got that whole story, and he basically feels like he owes, owes Ted,
0: to Ted owes yeah. Ted everything.
1: I didn't. I was gonna say belongs to Ted, but it's not that. It's just you yeah. know I go where you go. I am your man. Yeah. Um, things. You of ever uh, watched
0: the, the the NBC things they did for the, the Ted Lasso? So I actually watched those earlier today on YouTube. Beard's in those as is the assistant coach.
1: Really? Yeah. Interesting. That's kind of cool. Well, I know that they yeah. built the show together, so I guess that makes sense that he would have done that. Oh, and didn't we, right before he, um, his plan to co- to get taken off the plane, the, uh, appendix, <laughs> which again, that woman, she's like, do you want to go with your friend? And he's like, nah, he's good. She's like, what a fucking asshole.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: But, but right before that, um, you know, he said goodbye, Ted. And, Ted said, I think he said goodbye, Willis. Yes. Which he's only ever been beard. So, I love that. That was fun.
0: Yeah, we got Um, his name finally.
1: It it was like uh, the janitor, you know? I I felt like, again, this, okay, this whole episode, you will agree with me on this, I'm sure. This whole episode was a Bill Lawrence finale. Like, this felt like the scrubs finale. 100% like things like Keeley walking into the office and the camera following her and people saying hi to oh. her. She hands out the gifts. Then she walks into the locker room. Like it was so yes. scrubsian in yes. that it just, it made me so happy.
0: So Rebecca's sold 49% of the team. She's sticking around. Roy is the new manager with yep. beard Yep. and Nate. Yep. Do you think we're going to get, and they never, they have not officially canceled the show or said the show's over. Mm-mm. Ted goes home and now he's coaching his son's team. Mm-hmm. Soccer team. Um, so they have not officially said the show's over or canceled or anything of that nature. They've been real kind of tight lipped about it. Do you think it's over?
1: I think that the show itself is over. Um, but what I've heard is that it's possible we're going to get a spin-off, which was in that scene where Keeley walked in and showed the binder to Rebecca and it said AFC Richmond Women's Division. Yes. Yep. So yep. I guess they're talking that that might be a thing. I don't know if it will. Perform as well, uh, you know, Ted said in his note to Trent and it was supposed to be about the whole show. He said, you know, you said it earlier, you should change the title. It was never about me. And that was the whole point of the show as well. It was never, even though it's called Ted Lasso, it was never just about Ted. It was about all of them. It was about Richmond. And that's why Trent changed the name of the book to The Richmond Way. Um, Yes. So even though this was not about Ted, it was still about Ted. And we talked about this last week. He is the heart and soul. So yep. I, I, no, feel,
0: no doubt about that.
1: I feel that, you know, if they did a spinoff, they could probably do some good stuff, but it's still not going to be the same because it's, you know, we're, we tune in for beard and Nate and Roy and Jamie and, you know, all of these characters and we can learn to love other characters. But I think that the problem is going to be the expectation it just like with, um, scrubs med school.
0: Yep. You know, I was just thinking that—that's what yeah. made me go. <laughs> yeah, I was immediately thought of Scrubs med school.
1: We all love the characters, and they brought two of them back. You know, well, they brought three of them back technically, but um, we—it uh, wasn't the same because it was a different group of people. It was different. <laughs> shenanigans um we wanted more scrubs and we got a different show that had some scrubs characters in it so right. i feel like that's what would happen here it has nothing to do with the fact that it's a woman's soccer league it has nothing to do with the fact that keely and rebecca would be the main characters it has everything to do with the fact that the expectation is there that if you're watching a show that is based on ted lasso you know you've built up these these characters in your brain. This is why you last
0: kind of needs to be on the yeah yeah but I mean Roseanne made it work without Roseanne but they had to kill her to make it.
1: And she was still there for the first couple of yes like a first season yeah. or so. Yeah I just uh, I don't know Um, but yeah we got a nice flash forward kind of a flash forward but then again was it really because as I said to Julia, like, there was one scene in this flash forward, air quotes, where Beard and Jane are getting married and the team is there. And, you know, even the, and I had forgotten about this, but Julia was like, Isn't that there was the giant guy and the woman uh, who had repaired Beard's pants that night? Yes. Beard's night out and they had their little baby there because they had been trying to have a baby. And that's why the guy was so aggressive. Um, They were there at Beard's wedding. Ted wasn't Ted would have flown there for Beard's wedding. There's no way he would have missed that. So as we see all these flash forwards and like the neighborhood block party and the wedding and stuff like that. And then it like black and snaps over to Ted just kind of staring at the soccer field for his boy or no, he's actually still in the airplane. So I feel like that was, again, what Bill Lawrence did with Scrubs, where JD saw like the flash forward of him and Turk having kids and their kids growing up and, uh, you know, Elliot getting pregnant with a second child and um, their kids getting married. Like it's wishful thinking, but I don't know that any of that actually happened. Or was it all just Ted like fantasizing about what would be the perfect thing? I don't know if you're muted or not. I don't but, know.
0: Okay. No, I'm not. I'm thinking. Sorry. Okay. I, you know, okay. You raise a valid point. I don't, I don't like that, <laughs> but it's valid. Yeah.
1: Either way. I don't think that, I don't think it's bad either way. Um, I did. The only one that I really had a problem with, like I said, was trying to imagine Beard getting married without Ted there. Like, there's no way. Yeah, that does
0: seem very far fetched to me.
1: Yeah. But everything was so ambiguous. Like, oh, we forgot to mention that uh, Rebecca is walking out of the airport. She bought herself a first class ticket to say a proper goodbye to Ted. And on her way out, a little girl trips and falls down in front of her. And her daddy is the captain of the plane. And it's the guy that Rebecca fell in love with in Amsterdam. Yeah. And then we see them briefly all walking up to the neighborhood block party in that flash forward later on, where Keeley yeah. and Roy and Jamie are all sitting together with Phoebe.
0: And it uh, and it, again, no indication of if who she's with or you know yeah, yeah. that's that was very ambiguous still.
1: The same way that Ted is. Um, coaching his son's game and Michelle is there in the stands without the doctor, but not having any indication that she's with Ted. So again, we're, we're left to ponder and imagine. And they, they did enough closing of the doors, but at the same time left it open so that they could come back if they wanted to. Oh, uh, the doctor is now the permanent Um, psychologist for the team. She has her own office with a plaque on the door and Roy is going to therapy because he says he wants to be a better person and they get into a huge discussion which was wonderful about whether or not somebody can be a better person whether or not we are able to grow or if we're just able to accept who we are and the problems that we have uh, and then learn to live with them and try to it, it was it was a good conversation, um, which this show has a lot of good conversations about mental this show health.
0: Show has a <sighs> lot of very good conversations and very yeah. much acknowledge mental health issues, and yes, yeah, they do a good job of that.
1: So, at the end of the day, I loved it. I love the show. Uh, I'm going to miss it. Uh this is definitely a show that I would have zero problem rewatching. I mean, I already rewatched the first season to catch Julia up. I would easily rewatch this show uh and enjoy the hell out of it every time. Um yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. I assume you're in the same boat.
0: Oh yeah, I'll absolutely rewatch this show. Um I might try to get Kate to watch it at some point because I enjoyed it so thoroughly. I think she would get a kick out of it. Um, nice. It's just very well done television. Absolutely. And, and we have a lot of not very well done television. So
1: <laughs> we sure do.
0: And this, this is not that it's very well done television. Yeah.
1: Um, but I think that's about it. That's it for me, at least.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't have anything else to bring to the table on this one. Um, so I guess. Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm Superstar Mal.
1: I am the Quantum Geek G33K.
0: That is our I almost a television show, but it's a it's a podcast. So I, but I think I think you know that. I mean, we always say it's our show.
1: And it's about television and movies and such. Yeah, so.
0: that's true. So maybe I'm not I'm not that far off. But I was I was about to say that's our television show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. I'm waving.